Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in studio and still under this quarantine, and uh, we will be, I'm sure we'll be doing this for several weeks to come, uh, but we in, are in studio and we have Shauna with us. I'm here. Hello. You are here. And unfortunately, Jeremy is not in the studio with us today, but we do have an amazing, wonderful guest with us who Shauna is going to wonderfully introduce. <laughs> yes. Hi, Lee Lewis. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, it's it's so interesting, just the technology that the Lord has, has given us to be able to connect with you from such a distance. Mm-hmm. Are you surviving in Austin? Yeah, we're making it, you know, uh, hunker down at home most. Mostly, I can go into the office sometimes uh, because, you know, no one's there some, most of the time, but mostly at home and everybody's well and it's given us some good family time together and busy as ever, but uh, just trying to adapt to uh, these new norms. Well, obviously having four children in the house, I'm sure that's kind of put some hiccups in trying to transition church into uh, to video, huh? Yeah, it's uh, there's some challenges there, but overall, I mean, I think overall, by and large, it's been been a blessing for us we we had homeschooled early um you know and when the kids first got into school uh, for a couple of years and so it hadn't been a big adjustment there um, i think more so like when i have like maybe some serious meetings i kind of have to say hey you guys gotta really be quiet i've got to focus here for a bit so overall it's been good though yeah. Well, you know, this week we were supposed to be at the call to council conference. It's so sad to uh, know that we're recording today when we should really be gathering together in, in Fort Worth. Um, people won't listen to this for a couple of weeks, but um, I'm sad I'm, I'm not getting to see you and obviously us gather with our other brothers and sisters, huh? Oh, yeah. I was bummed out about that. It, it dawned on me Monday. I'd, I'd be driving to, to Fort Worth to be a part of that. And I was very much looking forward to it this year, but um, Lord willing, we'll be able to hit it in September. Yeah. Well, I was thankful to connect to you last week and um, and I'm, we're thankful, obviously, that you're a partner of ABC and going to be our keynote speaker and um, teach on an anxi- the anxiety track this year. So, you know, if you're joining us in September um, at the Call to Council conference, you'll be able to see Lee Lewis and meet him there. Um, but really, when we were talking, we started talking about uh, soul care consulting and just really what your heart and, and mission and ministry is there. And I thought, man, this is a great resource and conversation for us to have on our podcast podcast to allow all the pastors and counselors out there across the states and in Canada hear a little bit more about that. But um, some some people might not uh, be familiar with kind of your background and, and who you are. So I was just going to read your little intro here. Um, you know, you're part of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. You're a pastor out at Radiant Church in Austin, Texas. And before that, you're in Canada at Harvest Bible Church. And then before that, you're at the Village Church, which a lot of people over here uh, are will be familiar with that in the DFW area. Um, any other, any other uh, little fun facts you want to share with us today? Well, um, I, I made it to the Metroplex uh, right out of graduate school. Um, and uh, started a private practice, and I was trained as a uh, secular therapist. And um, I went to I went to college with uh, Matt Chandler, and um, and so that that was my connection with the village and with uh, the Dallas area. And he put me in touch with a guy named Jerry Mead, um, and Jerry and took a huge risk on me. He hired, um, and um, he, he he would have known I wasn't a biblical counselor, but he told me if I would commit to being retrained, um, then. He would, he would let me start a practice. And man, that was the change the rest of my life. Him and John Henderson began to pour into me. And, um, then I started meeting guys like Jeremy Lelick. And, um, I mean, and then it branched out from there. Just the biblical counseling movement kind of became my pursuit. And so here we are. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So, so blessed by the Lord. 
Yeah, that's awesome. You've been a part of the uh, the annual conference quite a bit, right? So this isn't a first year for you. Yeah, I, I, it, as often as I've been able to make it, uh, whether I'm speaking or not, I, I'm just always appreciated um, the way that ABC really tries to equip the local church and empower the local church. And um, and so just uh, value um, uh, just the partnership and the resources that over the years ABC has been a part of. And really excited about the direction uh, Shauna, just said oh, that you were you. really pushing things forward. So grateful for your leadership. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you are actually going to be the keynote speaker in March at the uh, Biblical Counseling Coalition in Canada. So give a shout out to your, your friends out there. Canada. Huh? What province? <laughs> oh, Ontario. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And people in Ontario say the province, but you know, they're like Texans in a lot of ways. They oh, think nice. it's the only state, but um, there's other provinces, but um, no, I'm, I'm bummed to miss that. Um, yeah. They, uh, I, don't, I don't even know that they're going to be able to get it rescheduled this year. I think they're they, they've asked me to come back in 2022 because um, 2021, they've got another speaker lined up. But um, yeah, bummed to miss that. But yeah, there, there's a good work happening in Canada. Yes. Like the Lord's really, really opening the eyes of a lot of church churches to see the importance of gospel care and biblical counseling as a part of uh, the discipleship culture in the church. And so a um, bit of an awakening happening there. So it's pretty neat. To, it was neat to be a part of and it's neat to hear what the Lord's still doing. So. Yeah, I think that's really great. And um, I'm I'm also thankful and for what the Lord is doing there in, in the biblical counseling movement. And I was really sad because I was going to get to meet a lot of, um, you know, my brothers and sisters that I've been talking to and connecting over video and phone uh, to actually meet in person. So yes, hopefully that will trip will be rescheduled and, and you'll be able to get out there and teach. Um, yeah. So, you know, You've obviously um, you've you've obviously had a lot of experience in um, in, in pastoralship and, and in counseling, and I, I think it's obviously always awesome that we don't just kind of hold on to that. But God has created avenues for us to then reach out and actually train and equip um, the saints for the work of the ministry, right? Living out that Ephesians 4.12. And so when you're really sharing the vision with me and what you guys are already doing at Soul Care Consulting, which is soulcareconsulting.com for any of those who want to pull that up right now and just take a look at it as we as we talk. Um, it was just, it was really encouraging to know that it's not just something that someone connects to online, but something that's very personable, something that you actually go and evaluate the life of the church because every church is in a different stage. They obviously have um, leaders from different experiences and a spiritual maturity that serve in the church. And so to be able to come in and evaluate that and assess it and find a way to speak into um, their the culture of the church based off of where they're at and not just where all the churches, you know, like from this overall approach. I thought that was really awesome. So do you want to share with us a little bit about maybe how Soul Care got, Consulting got started, some of your partners and just really everything yeah. about it? Yeah. Um, Dr. Garrett Higby, um, he started 12 Stones. I think around 16 years ago, um, him him and a couple other individuals at uh, 12 Stones is a counseling ministry out in Indiana. Uh, they do intensive crisis type counseling, um, two or three days, sometimes longer intensive and had a lot of um, really just favor from the Lord in that ministry. Um, he he just started to develop a, a passion to see churches equipped um, to do that type of care and, and their counseling model from early on. Um, had what they call an advocate counseling in the context of community. So if somebody would come to the intensive, they would bring an advocate from their church, and then part of the counseling would be a bridge back of care or a care plan that went back with the advocate and the counselee that the church then walked forward. And I think over the years of seeing that, Garrett really began to see just really pages of scripture unfolding, like the saints doing the work of ministry. And, uh, and so similar to me, where I was at the village, we were trying hard to 
to really equip our leaders to care for their to care for um, the flock. Um, and, you know, equipping the saints for that work, and and so looking for resources, looking for partners in the biblical counseling ministry to help with that. I think that's really where Soul Care Consulting was birthed. There's so many great biblical counseling organizations and resources out there, even in the last ten years, that have just been produced and made available to churches all over the world. Soul Care, Soul Care Consulting was birthed out of that that vision to come alongside churches, help them really evaluate kind of where they are in the process of, of, of creating a culture of gospel care in their church and then, and then helping them implement the right resources and the timing um, and getting the leaders behind really uh, the opportunity to, to build more of a culture of care not just not just a, a side avenue of care but but developing a culture of care in and through the church. Yeah, that's really good, man. So Lee, I have a, I have a couple questions on that. Just, um, for the pastors who listen to the podcast and ministry leaders who kind of share that same heart. Um, my first question is how, how would you come in just from a process perspective? How would you come in and kind of engage with, you know, after the phone call, they invite, you know, they invite you out, you meet with the elders, you meet with, you know, uh, lay leaders or whoever's involved in the, in those, uh, in that area of ministry who would be interested in that. What would that process look? like just for those who are curious to wonder what that process would look like yeah so so if a church reached out to us um we would start the you know conversations over the phone and try to get some basic information and if it looked like they wanted us to come out and, and do kind of more a more thorough evaluation we would do a 360 evaluation of as much of their disciples discipleship and care continuum as, as possible so you know, and churches do different things. A lot of churches do small groups now. And so, you know, but, but even if they didn't do small groups, we would really just try to assess with them, okay, what, where are people being discipled and cared for in your context? And then we would interview, and this is where the 360 evaluation is so helpful. We would, we would interview as many key leaders from those ministries, whether that be lay leaders, um, staff members, obviously pastors and elders, uh, we would interview as many of those people as possible so that we could get a well-rounded idea of, of how care and discipleship are uh, happening at the church. Um, and, and then maybe even some holes where it's not happening. And then obviously with, with our kind of influence from the biblical counseling movement, we're going to be listening for some key things regarding biblical counseling. You know, um, do they know what it is? Do they do they use it? Do they have some equipping avenues for that already? Do they have um, people, you know, that have been through ABC training or ACBC training or CCF? Like what, what's their understanding of biblical counseling? So kind of all those things together, then we, we draw all of the, uh, all of that knowledge that we kind of glean from the 360 evaluation. And then we put together with what we call a roadmap. Uh, and that roadmap um, is tailored to the church's size, uh, the resources they have around them. And then we, we give them this roadmap that just kind of gives them kind of a playbook. Like here's here's kind of like what we think would help you guys implement a culture of care, a uh, culture of biblical counseling and soul care um, over the next really nine months to a year and a half to two years, depending on on the trajectory of the church. So it sets them up in stages to implement in bite sized kind of snippets um, instead of just this big hey here it is figure it out. It's here's the stages we think that would help you guys implement and set you up for success for the long run. Now, that's interesting. I do have a little bit more specific question in regards to just kind of the overall view of the process, right? But so let's say I'm a pastor, you know, I make that phone call, we have that initial 
conversation over the phone and I'm interested in, you know, after our conversation at this point, you've already been invited, you're coming and I'm thinking proactively, man, who are my people? And then I think, you know, I, I get, you know, three to five of my key leaders who um, are already leading in some some form of context, you know, community group leaders, um, you know, D groups or whatever the models are for those particular, you know, that particular church. I'm pulling those people in and I'm kind of letting them know what this process is going to look like. Now, from your end, when you put together this 360 evaluation interview process and interviewing those people. I think as, you know, as pastors, I think part of it in looking at that is, all right, now that I've got the leaders, you know, they're interested in this, man, how, who can I put in place? Like you mentioned, just kind of that pathway, you know, as you alluded to kind of that mm-hmm. pathway of process, how, how do they engage with that to have more direction? Cause I think at least in my experience, and, and this is kind of where I'll go with my follow-up question with this is I think a lot of pastors are interested. I think they just, don't have, even if somebody were to come in and, and literally paint a picture for them on how to implement something, like, I don't know how they uh, follow up with the direction and invest in, you know, in their leaders to actually implement um, a yeah. strong process. Does that make sense? And I'm sure those are yeah, probably totally. questions that you get, you know, in those meetings. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense. And that's where I think the, the heart of soul care consulting, one of the big things that, that, that kind of drives what we do is, like we're interested in, I mean, any and all relationships, you know, with churches. But I think the thing that really drives us is we're, we're wanting to partner with people that, that want an actual partnership, you know. So it's not a, I mean, we'll do the one-off thing here and there, you know, like show up for a weekend, do some training. But that's not, that's really not what drives us. We want to partnership, partner with churches. And so yeah. when a church is that interested, like we look at this as even when we come in and do the thorough evaluation and then set them up with a roadmap, we're looking at, we're, we're going to be having to have touch points, you know, from here, you know, and, and, and there's so many great resources in the biblical counseling movement that we're going to show them. But then we've also developed some key resources that are super important um, for, for what we believe are going to help set them up for success for the long run. So some of those very resources are things that we're going to like hold their hands and use it. And, you know, so if there's the initial touch point, then there's the uh, evaluation, then there's the roadmap, and then there's the consulting touch points along the way that, that really just open up the, the partnership from, for, for however long the Lord uh, allows it to be. Like, for instance, I did a, I did an evaluation with the church about a year and a half ago, and I still talk with that pastor. He's the, he's the guy who planted the church. I still talk with him every couple months. We'll just grab a phone call, and sometimes it'll be me initiating, and I'll just touch base to see how he's doing. Hey, how are things going with your small groups? Like, how'd the, how the transforming mutual care level one training go with all your small group leaders. And then other times he'll hit me up and say, Hey, we've run into a bit of a snag. You know, what, what are your thoughts on this? Those conversations could be anywhere from 15 minutes to, Hey, we need a car about an hour. So mm-hmm. it's all kind of part of the process that we're trying to initiate with churches. It's not just come in, here's your roadmap. See you later. It's, yeah. it's really kind of guiding them along the way, which is really great. And I also love that if it's not just about building a counseling ministry, it's more about the entire care of the church. So evaluating all the touch points really from the level of discipleship and then what, what each piece really needs. So you could yeah. be training, you could have a roadmap where you're investing in uh, lay leaders over here and, and community group leaders over here. And then you are maybe helping the intensive piece where we're talking counseling and how to, how to provide that uh, good soul care. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the, you, you kind of jog my memory of what we talked about last week, Shauna, like one of the kind of little, little, little taglines that we use in soul care consulting is equipping churches from, from the intentional life on life ministry to the intensive care needs. 
Mm. You know, like, so at every level of care, we've got to get this continuum of care that's really informed how we've produced resources from the intentional mutual ministry side of things, which should be just basic Christianity, the one another's of scripture, but equipping churches to really go after that uh, in and through small groups and in through body life. And then in like equipping small group leaders to like be the front door of biblical counseling and, and encouraging churches to see it that way. And then equipping coaches to like pour into small group leaders so that they can help them as care needs escalate and then equipping pastors to do pastoral care that's really gospel centered really uh, really solid biblical counseling methods for that and then all the way up into you know the level level five and level six which is what biblical counseling equipping's been doing for years and uh, formal counseling training and crisis counseling training you know more for the for the lay counselors so often I think biblical counseling is kind of relegated to a few people mm-hmm. that go and get certified with an organization. And I, I just think biblical counseling is way too beneficial for the church to just certify a few people. Yep. Let's get that stuff all the way yeah. in and yes. through the whole church. Like, like Amen. The, well, it, I love that, Lee, because it's, you know, obviously I say this, you know, as a discipleship pastor who struggles with trying to implement, you know, getting the body engaged in the one another's of ministry, uh, that one on that, as you put it in your tagline, that intentional, you know, life on life, as it were. And then in those informal moments where it gets intensive because something comes up and, and you deal with it together, you confess your sins and you explicitly demonstrate what the one another scriptures talk about. And I love how you're bringing this to the table to where it's like, oh yeah, we got a few counselors in the church if you really need help. Like, no, that w- this is really about creating a culture of a, the body. And we just happen to put it in a vernacular called biblical counseling. But the reality is contextually speaking in the church, it's one another, that that's what it mm-hmm. should be about. So it's like, we have to introduce it as, as, as counsel and care and soul care. But I hear a lot of those terms being used, life on life discipleship. And we say that in churches a lot, but it's like, it's not functionally, it's not really happening. It mm-hmm. sounds great, but it's not happening. I I think there, I feel like there's been a shift like in the last couple of years where it's really just community groups has turned into this friendship fellowship type mode. And when I really talk to a a lot of these different churches, it's become an, it's churches become an experience and people have really lost their love for the word. And I'm not saying that that's everybody, right? You never, it's not all every single church, but I have really seen a shift over the last few years. And even us trying, you know, you trying to implement programs or Bible studies and all these types of stuff into it where you're trying to hit it at a certain piece. One of the things I really like about the soul care consulting model is how he's saying these levels, you know, you're, mm-hmm. he's, you're, you're taking an assessment, evaluating the church as a complete whole. And I think that, you know, when, when I have, we have friends who are obviously in the children's ministry. And I think that from a children's ministry program, you know, for the churches, they have, there are resources out there where they've built these models where they can train the leaders and they immediately have like these programs per ages that they can immediately implement, right? But mm-hmm. what is yeah. it from, but then you don't want to section off uh, community groups, Bible studies, counseling ministry, all this stuff, but like looking at the church as a whole and how are we changing the culture in general, where mm-hmm. you have children's ministry and youth ministry kind of in their own lanes, but you still have to really evaluate, you know what I mean? Yeah, those silos of ministry. Leaders really aren't trained. Like if one of their married couples is struggling in their marriage in the community group, are the leaders trained in a way that they can speak directly in? to that, not just be like, well, I think you guys should go and get some counseling, but more so yeah. say, no, like, let's talk about be it a right community here. of soul care. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. a mm-hmm. one-off basis. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome, you man. know, I'll give you like a kind of a little case study. Um, a church I started working with, they, they planted three years ago, this coming October, 
Um, and I started to work with them two or three months after they planted. Um, so they're meeting in a school. They're, we're talking 30 people uh, when they started. And, and the, the pastor who planted just loves biblical counseling, just has a heart for soul care. He had done some training on his own. He had read any and everything he could from CCEF. He'd been to ABC conferences. You know, he, I mean, you, you name it, he had pursued it. So we just began this this relational part, partnership. And, and, and as of this week, we had such a great celebration because he, he saw the need to implement biblical counseling from day one because he wanted to see a culture of care. But you're like, well, he didn't have a counseling guy on staff. Well, he didn't need one. Because what he did was he started to train his members. Every time somebody would join the church, they would go through mutual ministry training as a member of, of the body of Christ. And then as small group leaders got trained, they got trained in significant, you know, transforming mutual care. That's one of our resources, transforming small group leadership. All that stuff is chock full of biblical counseling principles. And so here we are as of this week. Now he got his first coach in place, um, which a coach, like just to get to a place where he can have a coach was just like now, now their small group leaders have a coach. And then he's got a couple formal counselors that have been trained. He's got freedom groups going, which is kind of another resource that we've uh, developed. And so here we are three years in and from top to bottom, side to side, it's not a perfect church, but then people are doing the work of ministry. People are doing mutual ministry and he doesn't have anybody on staff that is a paid soul care person. Um, he didn't even have anybody in his church that's officially certified with an organization yet. He's got some people headed that way, um, but they're doing fantastic biblical counseling ministry or what we call mutual ministry. So I, I just love it. I'm fascinated to see how the Lord builds them over the next several years. Yeah, that's, uh, awesome. that's encouraging. That really is. And so that was kind of, that was leading up to my, my last question. Cause I, I, I know for a lot of pastors, you know, ethereally, a lot of this stuff sounds good and I'm, has nothing to do with, with, with what you're talking about necessarily, but just kind of like in the, in the general scope of things, kind of feeling discouraged on the day to day and the things that they had to do, um, creating culture and everything that they're trying to push and, and, and cultivate. What have you seen in your experience of, you know, equipping these church leaders? and pastors, what have you seen to encourage those those pastors to think through and begin to uh, just kind of stir, uh, you know, that that excitement and thought process on, you know, how, how can we really change this to create a culture of soul care? It's got to start with the, the elders, the lead pastor has to. Now, that's not to say it can't be birthed from underneath, but when those brothers really like latch on to what, what I believe is throughout the scriptures, God raising up his people to care for his own uh, and then uh, and then raising up specific people to equip those people um, to do that work of ministry. That's what biblical counseling has been doing so well for decades. Yeah. Um, when those men get that vision and start to like take steps towards implementing that bite sized steps, um, just bite sized, tangible steps, identifying some key people, pouring into them and don't underestimate what the Lord can do um, through prayer. Uh, and through really getting um, uh, around that vision of mutual ministry, soul care in and through the body. Because when those from top down really grab onto it and start to run after it and start to leverage the resources that are out there in the biblical counseling movement, and we just, that's what we want to do. We want to come alongside those pastors and help them kind of, kind of plug and play at the right time. You know, here's, try this. Hey, here's, 
here's a resource that you elders need to kind of go through together. Hey, here's what you need your small group leaders to start doing. Here's a training. Here's somebody we could even send to do that training for you guys. Hey, here's a certification organization that does this fantastic. So we want to highlight everything that's out there and give them a plan to do it. And um, I would tell a pastor, like, start to implement some of these things around the elder table. And, and then from there, launch it out to your body. And then the second thing I would say is bring that type of, that type of like care and that type of ministry, those examples into your preaching. Because when you can share the gospel in front of the congregation and really charge and empower the congregation to live this out and give them that charge, you know, from the pulpit, man, it goes a long way. Yeah, that's really good. All right. So with that, you you mentioned resources. So where would a pastor who says, man, that sounds greatly, I want to, I want to kind of start trying to have those conversations in the elder meetings, what resources? So like on our website, soulcareconsulting.com, you'll see uh, there's resources, uh, a resources tab at the top right. Um, there's several different levels. We have six levels of, of training. Now, only two of them um, have been produced. The other ones are, they're not even theoretical. We use them. We just haven't been able to publish them yet. Right. Um, but levels one and two, I would tell them to start with level one because it's a small group study that a, a small group of people, whether that be like an elder table or a small group um, or um, you know, any, any small group of folks or an individual goes through the transforming mutual care. Um, it focuses on the one another passages of scripture. Um, and that's, that's the great starting point. Another one is what we call, um, it's under embracing your freedom. We call them freedom groups. It's a 13 week and kind of a, an intense discipleship process, uh, based out of Galatians, uh, chapter five for freedom. Christ has set us free. And we just, we basically give them a 13 week opportunity to like really engage the heart the dynamics of the heart, um, you know, starting with um, Genesis 1 and 2 and then working to Genesis 3 where freedom is lost and then where is freedom restored through the gospel and then some of the key, some of the key components that we go after are things like uh, abiding in Christ, walking in step with the Spirit, walking in repentance, uh, forgiveness, putting your past in its place, um, walking in community, things like that are some of the topics. So those two resources, I think, would prime the pump for them. Okay. Um, and then from uh, from there, uh, it would kind of you you'd see where, where where some other um, other resources there would would, would kind of continue to help them build out um, a holistic culture of care in the church. Yeah, I I just want to, um, and I, I appreciate that that you make those things available. And, and we kind of have maybe have a tangible way to get started. One of the things though, I do want to preface that I really love about soul care consulting and our conversation that we had was the fact that, you know, we often hear that it can be, you know, lonely at the top from a leadership standpoint. And so often, you know, we have those pastors and elders and, and ministry leaders that are in the church and it's hard to who, who's investing in them. And so one of the things that I loved here was really just the the um the part of the assessment of coming in and providing that support where soul care consulting is is built out with pastors and ministry leaders who have years of experience and who've gotten trained in this area in a way that's willing to come and invest in you that will then mm-hmm. naturally multiply within the church and and obviously you know cultivate and change the culture of your church when you go on the website it says soul care consulting provides training resources and consulting for church leaders who want to lead healthy and then when you go down a little bit you clarify what lead healthy looks like. And so I want to read this really quick. It means taking a humble self inventory of your own walk with Christ. And they found three key areas to a healthy leadership 
pursuing spiritual development daily, caring for your own soul by establishing healthy rhythms, intentional marriage and family stewardship, increasing emotional intelligence, and finally growing in godly leadership skills. You guys focus on on leader health so you can focus on church health and your goal is to help leaders get healthy through assessment and consulting and to lead healthy through ongoing training. And so I just, I think obviously me, even as a leader myself, just find so much value to know that someone would be willing to be, uh, to pour into me, to to kind of assess where I'm at, where do I need to continue to grow? Then that will naturally over pour into the influence, right? That God has given me and, and those that I'm to steward and obviously for the pastors that are uh, to be shepherded. So, so thank you for that. Um, is there any additional kind of feedback or thoughts that you have that you want to share? Um, they feel free to reach out. We got, we've got a, uh, we've got an email on there. Yeah. Info um, at soulcareconsulting.com. Yeah. We'll get back and, and, and just, if nothing else, just start the conversation. And I, I told you this, Shauna, but like there's so many great organizations out there in the biblical counseling movement. We leverage every one of them for part of what we do with soul care mm-hmm. consulting. So I don't feel like we're replacing anybody uh, trying to highlight, no highlight what's out there. You mm-hmm. know? No. And I, and I love that too, because that's really what it's about. I just remember even me starting out as a counselor, I was like, I know there's, I know, I don't want to recreate something that's already exists. So I know there's things out there. So how do I even find what this looks like? And Google only goes so far, you know? And, yeah. um, and so it's, it's just really cool to be able to find kind of a hub. And, you know, you can obviously find that on Biblical Counseling Coalition as well. But what I like about soul care, it's not just focused on biblical counseling. It's, it's the entire care of the church and, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's specific to the church. Like every church is different and going to be in different places. And so where you might have like that case study where you're starting from a church ground up, but then you might also have some that are very large and they've just completely lost touch of where their body is. And when mm-hmm. you really consider the call of a pastor and elders, you know, you're called to, to shepherd the church. And I really do think that we've somehow gotten lost to where children's ministry is 100% important. Youth ministry is very important, but we definitely have lost touch, I think, with, yes, have a Bible study here and there, but like, where is the 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 complete care for the church and having um, a soul care being a, a important part of it. So hopefully mm-hmm. that's an encouragement to those who are out there. Um, just in closing, you know, just from a personal standpoint, Lee, you've been a pastor for a long time. What have been maybe a book or two that has just been really influential in just your walk with the Lord um, or just your call as a pastor? Paul Tripp's Instruments. I mean, I, I don't even know how many times I've read that book. Um, that, that's that been a uh, just a go-to for me with, with what I do. Um, but, but personally, desiring God lit me up early, you know, mm-hmm. um, no, knowing God by Packer, man, that one lit me up early. I, there's a couple of Puritan books by Thomas Watson that, that have been just super important uh, for my personal walk, especially walking through seasons of suffering, um, all things for the good. Like God brought me that when I was going through one of the darkest, hardest periods of my life. That one has been such a, uh, a, a important work that the Lord's given me. But then, I mean, not to be cliche, cliche but then the Psalms, I mean, mm-hmm. um, the Psalms, I, I mean, it's just been such a, such a resource from the Lord for, for my heart to, to, I think to help me really be honest with where I am in different seasons, but then to really get under the mighty hand of the Lord, you know? So those are a few just off the top of my head. That's awesome. Well, Lee, thank you again for joining us today and for all of your encouragement. Lee also ha- joined us for a previous episode um, where we spoke on depression. Michael, you're going to mention that. Yeah, I was just going to say um, that was actually our 10th episode. And uh, matter of fact, it was this time last year yeah go go and check that out that's a great episode to listen to yep all right well lee thank you so much man i appreciate it and uh have a great day yeah 
We'll see you, man. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Have All right, a good day. Bye-bye.